Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Stardust Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir and I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, how you doing? We had a little bit of a delayed start tonight. Yes, tech is not our friend. Well, I think my microphone has died, unfortunately. So we, I bought a new lead, fiddled about, tried different devices. And so I'm now again speaking to my laptop. So it's not going to be the best quality, but um, please bear with us. No, it, it'll be like hearing an old demo of an unheard Beatles song. People will still love it because it's you, Kerry. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say it'll be like hearing an old woman <laughs> wittering on in a bedroom, which is what it is. <laughs> Anyone who listened to our Patreon midweek knows that we had this problem midweek. And uh, yeah, Kerry's going to resolve it one way or another. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, we thought we'd resolved it. Kerry went out and splashed the cash and there's still a bit of a problem. So mm. um, we will try and get around to figuring out what that problem is. Yeah. I'll get a knockoff microphone in Latvia. Yes. Yeah. I could probably set you up with someone. I knew a, know a few people in Riga. Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks. Terry two phones goes Riga. Be like Terry two Trabants. Yes. What beautiful car. That didn't come from there, though, did it? Did it come from Czech Republic? It certainly wasn't Latvian, no. All right, uh, let's start with a little quiz. Oh, great. So this week we heard Jakob and Kate. They were back. Glad Mm. to hear that. Well, we heard Jakob recently with the horse, but it was nice to hear both of them back. I enjoyed it. Um, Mm. Jakob had refused to attend like some kind of holistic yoga therapy session at spiritual home what was the name of the woman that was holding the event oh yeah because that was when kate said you are able from the family and the community was it don't know begins with an e erica edith At the beginning of Monday's episode, we heard Alan making purchases in the village shop. Mm. How much did his purchases come to? £5.82, I'll wrap those up. Oh, f- duck. Or shall I bag these for you? Helen came in looking for cards for Rob. Uh, yeah. That was about the funniest moment about that entire storyline. Loved it, yeah. The three items that she saw on the three cards with no messages were... Oh, now, I wanted... There's definitely umbrellas. That's one of them. Yeah. It was something like... Something began with B, I think. Was it baubles or... Two Bs. Baboons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are not two Bs. No, it was two Bs. Oh, Bs, all right. (laughs) Yeah, I realised in doing that I was giving (laughs) you the fucking answer. Bs, but there was another word beginning with B. Two Bs, then. (laughs) No. It's not that simple. Oh, God, what on earth is it going to be on those shitty cars? Okay. Uh, popular kind of gangster show, something Empire. Boardwalk. Yeah, Boardwalk, yeah. Uh, but Jack made a card himself and it featured three things drawn inside. What were they? A shark, a penguin and a brain tumour. A truck, a penguin and a cat. Ah, oh, now I heard truck as shark then. I'm pretty sure it was. Well, you know, if I've got that wrong, I'll hold my hands up. You won't have have got it wrong. When uh, the very lovely Harry Chilcott sauntered into the stables and he was very concerned about his horse or his niece's horse, Sadie. Mm. Lillian was tending to another horse. What was the horse's name? 
Give me the beginning letter. C. Don't get us taken off air, Kerry. Uh, copper or something? Yes! <gasps> oh, that is my little filing cabinet whirring away, isn't it? Okay, so you've got so far you've got one out of five. Well, you've got bees in oh. umbrella. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> my game, my rules. Okay, um, thanks. Finally, Alan mentioned he bumped into Pat and Helen in the laurels when they were visiting Christine. Mm. Who was he seeing? Who's a very funny guy? Now that's uh, there was a wreath was being laid, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was uh, Ted Barrett. Fantastic work, Kerry. Oh, never heard of him. Let's have a little break and then we'll come back and discuss all the fun stuff that happened in Ambridge this week. This Christmas, The Cider Shed presents Gladiator 3, starring Russell Crowe as Jaximus. My name is Jaximus Hackamus, red to an impaled horse, boyfriend to a cosmic twat, brother to a bloke who shakes anything with a pulse and seems to have some kind of business involves uh, loads of travelling, but we never actually get to find out what the f*** he does. Sorry, I went off there. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I will have my vengeance in this world or on a Tuesday, strictly after 7.30pm, but absolutely no later than 8.50. And um, if it's indoors, there can't be any jazz playing and absolutely no patterned wallpaper. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Okay. Uh, maybe not entertained, just mildly stimulated, okay? Are you not mildly stimulated? Not not too much, just mildly, okay? We don't want things to get out of control. Can you please hang the tea towel up when you've finished with it? In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Kerry, when Alice met Harry, what did you make of him? Oh, uh, very unlikable straight away. He was he was um, scripted to be unlikable because he stormed in being quite arrogant and sarcastic. I mean, he had had his horse impaled, fair, you know, fair play. One of my favourite lines in the whole week so far was, no one likes to hear their horse has been impaled on a fence. <laughs> 
I've, under, I've underlined that. I certainly don't want to hear that because I haven't got a horse. But um, yeah, very cocky, really forward on the flirtatious front. And I didn't like it because he's using his position of uh, wounded horse owner to sort of woo Alice. You could tell he was eyeing her up as well, couldn't you? Uh, but then before we knew it, she was giving in to him, wasn't she? she well, she sort of went up and down with that, didn't she? She sort of stomped off at one point. Then Lillian said, now, come on, he might be useful to us. Go and shag him. <laughs> And so she sort of phoned him up and went, oh, I will. I'll take you for a tour. He's not appealing in any way, shape or form. Have you seen your WhatsApp? Is he tasty or something? Have you sent me a photo? Is he a hottie? Ah, yeah, he's nice, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Kerry's just going to uh, completely no. backtrack on everything she just said. Yeah, no wonder she's copping off with him. Um, no, but... It was funny because his voice to me sounded like a cross between Ardil and Paul. I, I found him to be quite camp and a little bit stiff on the scripty reading thing. It might be because it's his first week. I don't know. Another thing I thought was, right, OK, so you can't afford the existing characters to be in it, but you've introduced a completely new one. Oh, there was a lot of chat about that, about Shiv and Harry being in it this week. Mm. Someone said that, what's the TV show? Don't ask the vicar or don't tell the vicar or don't... Don't call the... call the midwife. Call the midwife. Actually do call the midwife because lots of people are having babies in the programme. Hang on, I'm talking about a show that's running at the moment. Yeah, Call the Midwife. Okay, apparently he's in that. Yeah, it's been running for about 30 years. Okay, maybe he's the vicar in that then. He is, I've, he I've, is. Yeah, okay, yes. all right, there you go. So it's not called Don't Call the Vicar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call the vicar, call the midwife. Well, I mean, you know, Alan's so desperate for cash, probably call the vicar if you need a midwife. <laughs> He'd do it. I thought he had a touch of the titch about him when he first came in. Yeah, because of the arrogant tone. Yeah, the massive sense of entitlement. He mm. seemed to be, didn't seem just to be um, status, seemed to be like a male thing as well to me. Yeah. It never occurred to me for a second, which is quite stupid, that Alice was possibly nervous about the prospect of actually going out in a social situation with mm. someone and mm. having to explain that they can't drink. He was just like a walking red flag to me. Almost everything he said was like, ooh, cringy, creepy. There was that bit where he returned with treats and he was still talking as Alice closed the gate in his face. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I hear they have solarium, water treadmill. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alice did put him in his place about the impalement and the, the actual people who, the parents of Izzy were quite happy with everything. The horse is doing well. So she did shut him up. He was clearly just using it in the end as a means to getting to chat to her. Yeah. He's gone there on the second time he's gone there. And mm. he, the first time he had real had, you know, he had horse rage. The second time he just starts chatting up Alice and she just kind of professionally dusts him off. Mm. It's his card. And she was like, well, why would I need to call you? We tell the family everything they need to know. And he went, wow, you really don't want to meet me, do you? Like, Jesus Christ, mate. It's off. Oh, and isn't it, isn't it handy that he's got a friend who's got an equine spa? But how do the horses put all the groceries in the carrier bags? I don't know. <laughs> you think with the hooves, it'd be ever so difficult, wouldn't you? Yes. But isn't that is so handy, isn't it? That 
he's got a mate who will know loads of information about the very thing that Lillian is considering doing. I don't know when we're ever going to hear from Chris again. No, <laughs> I don't mind though, do you? No, I guess not. I mean, he's not going to have grounds for jealousy, is he? Our Chris. That doesn't ever stop him though, does it really? I mean, the last time I saw him, he was in Star Wars, so I think he's all right. I think he's all right. (laughs) Where will that go? Is this a new longer term character, I wonder? I think there's romance coming. Not perhaps the sort of romance that we as an audience would hope for Alice to get in her life. Who would you want her to get? Or what kind of romance would you rather? Well, someone who's had? lovely and and caring and sensitive and not an egomaniac. Paul. <laughs> not sure that'd work out. Call me old fashioned. Adil? Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer that to be the case. It's been teased Adil with Kirsty, and it's teased Adil with Lily when they were doing the singing. Yeah. Christmas choir last year and nothing came of that. I felt like they had two kind of potential stories and they didn't know what to do with either of them and they just mm. kind of squashed them both. But then again, Ardell's got his struggles, hasn't he? So don't, do we want two strugglers together? We need someone who's quite sort of solid. See, in my mind, the only eligible bloke really would be Rex. Yeah. I mean, you're desperate for Rex to meet someone, aren't you? And Me, just... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this before or after Don't Ask the Vicar and Yakov? <laughs> And Brian. (laughs) Yeah, I think Rex is solid. I think solid on a narrow boat is a good proposition. (laughs) Yeah. The Lillian asking anyone within earshot about the Grange Farm land sale. Yeah. Was very interesting. So suddenly she's, I mean, they talked of an equine spa and therapy centre thing before, didn't they? A while ago. Because I find it all a little bit interwoven because there was that moment where Alice said, wouldn't that land be more Demara's thing? And she said, well, hence the discretion, darling. Mm. I thought, well, hang on, didn't Demara just pretty much buy up the stables? No, that was Lillian and Justin had cash in their pocket to burn, yeah. didn't they? Which is just yeah. a real f***ing pain in the ass, isn't it? Yeah, very and, um, irritating. <laughs> so much so they buggered off to the Isle of Wight for the weekend and tortured us with one of the worst storylines ever about her crashing into a, a sea lion or a walrus. <laughs> and then they came back, decided they weren't going to buy a boat because apparently Lillian had lied the whole time about being able to sail. Mm. And oh. um Pathetic. <laughs> and then they decide they're going to invest in the stables, but they've turned it into some major eventing thing. So apparently Harry mm. himself used to be a three-day eventer. Um, so he was at Reading Festival too in 1991 when I was there. <laughs> but they said he had a, a career-ending injury. And I just had this vision. Before they mentioned him as tall, dark and handsome, I had a vision of him as like a head in a jar with loads of wires coming <laughs> out of it, trying to slip Alice's card. She's like, um, no, it's, you know, you're all right. Sort of wheeling along like um, Davros. <laughs> yes, who was played by Mike Tucker. Yeah, there's always a way back to Davros and Mike Tucker, isn't there? There is. Are you going to do the Davros voice, Kerry? Oh my goodness! Is he? Does he say exterminate or is it, no? I, they're I, Daleks. Aren't I think they? the Daleks say exterminate. No, you don't have he's to. Head do it, of, he's king of the Daleks, isn't he? I don't know if he's. Yeah, I don't know if he's technically king. He's the inventor. He's the scientist that created them. Yeah, odd-looking chap, isn't he? Looks like a sort of potato. Who's going to tell him? (laughs) (laughs) I liked how Lillian sort of said about the equine centre. Oh, it's it's nothing concrete. Thought she's she's already planning (laughs) what to make it. (laughs) Yeah, not really good for equine spa therapy, is it? Get them running on concrete. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, the Grundys are going to be bloody delighted, aren't they? If more of the Entitleds buy up the land and then turn it into a... I do like the idea of Eddie running all the horse therapies. (laughs) (laughs) That would be something I'd be willing to to Mm. listen to. But I don't know, because it's Alice and Ed... They've got a very fractious relationship, haven't they? Didn't Alice make Ed feel really uncomfortable like something? Oh, yeah. That was the messy time, wasn't it? She just had to go. There was that awful bit where Ed was looking after the Texels one day and Jennifer came up and said, Hey, Ed, I just thought I wanted to talk about Alice's struggles because you used to be a junkie, didn't you? <laughs> yes. And he, he, he rightly went, excuse me? Yeah. But there was something which I think Alice had a pop at Ed, didn't she? When she was worse for wear Mm. and Ed was still worried that that was going to be an issue. And Alice, rather than get rid of Ed, which I think Alice kind of suggested that was the right thing to do. She got rid of Alice. Yes. Please tell me I'm wrong. Anyone who's listening to this, as they always do. I can't tell you anything, but I have vague (laughs) notions of what you're describing. I mean, God, he practically immediately asked her out for lunch, didn't he? Does that normally happen? Maybe, if you get the vibe. Before he'd met Alice, I was kind of getting into Greek mythology mode when Lillian said, well, she's our manager is an experienced, experienced horsewoman. And I was expecting like this minotaur to come strutting across. Not a minotaur, a centaur. <laughs> yeah, with the horse head and front legs and the human back <laughs> that's exactly what i want actually it's the wrong way around. remember that guy in the early days of google maps just kept going to where he knew they'd be photographing the street and was standing there in a horse's head no i like him yeah how do you know where they're gonna go i don't know he must have had a friend at google i think mm, i'm still pissed off about that because the moment we put a manky old set of shelves outside our front outside the front of our house it's leaning on the front just at the moment, the bloody van went past. <laughs> For the last, like, over five years, if you do a Google search, there's this manky old bookshelf leaning on the front of our house. The whole of the rest of the street looks perfectly normal. Don't they come and update it every year or so? They do round by where yeah, my dad lives. Yeah, I look country. quite often hoping for the shelves to have gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, my luck, it'll be worse. Whatever happens when they Next go Next time it'll be like a Ford Escort with the wheels missing <laughs> yeah. and a sofa. A fridge. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for your neighbours. No wonder he whistles. It's just to get him through it. <laughs> I noticed Lillian had been taking typing lessons from Jazza because after it turned out that uh, Alice had Googled him, she walked off and Lillian went, Harry Jilcott. <laughs> we had Kate and Jacob back this week. Jacob was actually there when mm. harry rode in but he'd gone i thought that was a bit of a shame because i thought Jacob would have put him straight yeah. at the beginning but then we wouldn't have got all of this like playfulness with alice mm. oh sorry my oh, hello my, t- my tv that was on standby on pause has just come to life okay there you go married at first sight everyone i'd paused master chef oh okay well sorry. it began with ma <laughs> I do apologize a little glimpse into the chaos <laughs> in my life. Uh, yeah, Jacob would have been great. And actually, he was great this week, wasn't he? In other ways, I thought. He got accidentally duped into dressing up as Gladiator for Rory's 21st. 
which Rory didn't seem to be at, which is a bit odd. Yes. They had it anyway. Yeah, they let Ben speak, but not Rory, whose bloody party it was. Why? He's busy doing other stuff, isn't he? Who saw that coming as well, that he was going to have a leather skirt on and no one else would? Because first she wanted to be, she wanted to go as Miss Congeniality and he hadn't heard of that, which again kind of showed the the divide between them culturally, didn't it? That they're sort of very different people. Oh, I've just remembered I've got an equine conference, conference on that Wednesday night and I did like the way Kate just went, okay, you just made that up. But again, how do the horses cope with the podium and the microphone? I don't <laughs> understand. They just do it on the hoof. <laughs> and oh, also, Kate was considering going as Beyonce, but Nolatando would never have let it go. Yeah, I would have liked Kate in the um, Oops, I Did It Again red rubber cat suit. Would have been up for a bit of that. Oh, Matthew. What? Are you yes. telling me you didn't think about Jacob in the leather skirt? <laughs> yeah maybe i did i like the way he started actually doing the russell crowe voice towards the end of the evening (laughs) yeah Yeah. so they did end up having fun but he he told her a few home truths when she would actually listen to him about you know why haven't you done the community um session the yoga session obviously she daren't because of the repercussions in her family but um there was an earlier point where she was having a phone conversation with him where she was apologising and she wouldn't listen to anything he tried to say, including he. she even cut him off when he was saying, I love you. She'd already tuned out, hadn't she? Mm. There was that one little bit where his phone rang and he answered it. They were both clearly in bed and she went, it's me. And you went, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously her name and face. <laughs> I is, love that. Is appearing on, on yeah. the screen of his phone. And she wished she was with him, snuggling. Yeah, well, she said she knows he's not a run-of-the-mill bloke, which I think we all know that, don't we? Oh, he's bloody great. And he's going to help Usha. Yeah, but he wants Kate to come in and help as well, doesn't he? He's lent lent on her a bit. Yeah. Those three are going to be responsible for the Christmas show. Yeah, this is preferable, I think, to Linda's normal last-minute persuading everyone to do something strange. What's that word for when you have a celebrity couple and their names mix? Someone got in touch with us ages ago and told us... I didn't know there's an actual word for that thing. But I did come up with their collective name. Oh, great. Yeah, those three. Because you've got Jakob, Usha and Kate. So they would be Jack Shate. (laughs) Didn't you think it was strange that Alan, suddenly having gone to the Diwali party, which sounded great, loads of food and massively loud fireworks. Did you not think it was odd that he went, oh, I've been inspired. I think we should open up St Stephen's as a community space a lot more. Why would you not have done that as a church, as at the centre of a community, helped groups of people to get together, the elderly and, you know, like they were talking about craft and movie nights and seemed a bit uncreative of him to have just sat there doing his sermons and that's it. I think they're just making it out that the C of E can be quite stuffy. Oh, right. Okay. It is. I think that's quite true to life. Like there aren't, you do have some events in church halls and stuff, but when I think Mm. about what the church actually gets used for in, in the villages that I know, there isn't that much going on. Mm. Stuff normally happens elsewhere. I mean, remember, remember recently I showed you that Harvest Supper got cancelled at the last minute. (laughs) It was probably because they wanted like 20 quid for everyone to go and it was bring, uh, bring your own drinks. Yeah. He was having a banger. 
uh, with Usha, mm. wasn't he, and her family? And I don't know, is it going to really work if he goes back to St. Stephen's and does movie nights in the church? Like, I don't really see it happening, do you? I can't really imagine it, but that's because I can't imagine the space. Are they literally talking about in the church or does it have like an air, a room off the aisle where you could show films? Or would the would the screen be pulled down like at Diwali? They had drama club, movies, yeah. cookery evenings. He even suggested bingo. Yeah, crochet. Yeah, I mean, you know, Peggy could get involved. I think. Yeah. You could, like crochet her like <laughs> into the wall and hope that she never leaves. <laughs> I think it sounds like a lovely thing to do, but he's hoping that everyone else kind of arranges it for him. Um, I suppose that's fair enough as well, isn't it? The people who... It's a bit like Lee with his karate, isn't it? In the village hall or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of caught here because, you know, we've said before what opinions of the church and stuff like Mm. that, but I kind of want the best for Alan. I certainly am on his side Mm. against the massive despotic archer machine. I want him to come out on top. So anything that he does that is a success which is therefore going to be via the church, I'm all for. And we'll piss off Peggy, that it's thriving despite her, yeah. Oh, she's going to rock up like on the last evening, isn't she? And be like, oh, no, she isn't because she's not on mic anymore. But I mean, I can AI her if anyone wants me to do it. Oh, yeah. Fiverr. <laughs> bring your own booze. <laughs> well, you can do the voice. Yeah, bring your own booze. You can do the voice, Kerry, can't you? Well, sometimes it just comes upon me. Yeah, I've re- I realised that time that you were pushed to do it and you said, I can't do it on demand. And I think Peter said, go on, do it, Karen. You went, I've just said, Peter, <laughs> I can't do it on demand. <laughs> yeah, I've been like that with a lot of things in life, to be honest. The minute someone asks me to do something, I'm, imme- I'm immediately put off. No, I, I quite enjoyed all of that. Um, let's see where that goes. And mm. I, yeah, I'm happy to have Jakob directing. Bloody hell. Yeah. Imagine the notes he's going to be passing to the actors. <laughs> This is it. There's there's um potential, isn't there, for good listening, I think, with those three. Yeah, because last year we just got Fallon and Jolene going up against each other with the choir and Mick being a naughty boy. It wasn't very entertaining. Oh, that was dire, wasn't it? Although I do like hearing the carols being sung. As long as they put it on air, there are some good episodes to be had there. Mm. And maybe when they even if they even release like the Christmas version of it where we hear what the production is, I want Jacob in between those scenes where it like goes back into the archers when they go into character. Jakob kind of grabbing someone, like grabbing Eddie and going, what the f*** were you doing, Eddie? That was useless and slapping him around the face. <laughs> Get back out there. Yeah, becoming really dictatorial yeah. and having one of those chairs with his name on the back of it. <laughs> oh, I'm totally up for that. <laughs> All right, well, there are there is some fun stuff to be spoken about, Kerry. Um, yeah. Let's take a little break and then we'll come back and discuss the uh, that lovely touching scene where they seem to have Rob outside in the rain. <laughs> Coming soon to the EV charging station, the Horse Spar. I think this yoga is out of date. I think these marshmallows are cheaper in Aldi. (laughs) Clean up on aisle nine. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now... Kerry normally lets it slip at some point that we're recording on Thursday. We are recording on Thursday because of schedules and stuff. We will put a little Friday filler in. But at last point of listening, Helen was just about to smother Rob with a pillow. I was actually writing the words, pillow, exclamation mark, times three. And then he was just like, (laughs) take the pillow, do it. that's That's a good impression. What did you think of his acting this week? I thought it was very, very, I really, really liked it on well like is a hard word but i liked it on wednesday Mm. was it or no it was no it was probably tuesday's episode where they got jack all the way there and he couldn't go in and his reaction to that was i thought is it possible to feel sympathy for him i don't he i thought he was good there was a one moment where i slightly cringed which is awful of me where he did a bit of simpering crying was that the last moment on Tuesday where it sounded like he was laughing? <laughs> yeah, it didn't work for me, that. No, but the rest of that scene I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, although, why is she there? Well, there were two visits, weren't there? The, the first where she did take Jack along with Joy and Jack didn't want to go in. <laughs> Joy's working in the village shop. She's like, I did not fucking sign up for this. <laughs> I thought I'd be making small talk about fudge. <laughs> I did like it when Helen was struggling to find the right card and she was considering get well soon and in the end plumped for, oh no, that was what she plumped for because Joy said, oh no, not that one. It says um, wishing you a speedy recovery. I was wondering like in the shop, do they have cards that say, sorry, I impaled your horse? (laughs) But she didn't want to take Jack's version, his homemade one because she feared that Rob would critique it in the cruel way that he tends to do, (laughs) which I was really looking forward to him doing. 
There's an old Fry and Laurie sketch where they just used to do those quick bits where they're like interviewing people in the street and Stephen Fry's there going, I went down to the local primary school where my nephew goes and they had all the paintings on the wall. What is the kids in the, his class had done? They were shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quite was looking forward to him going, call that a fucking penguin. You... <laughs> Penguins don't drive trucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a shark. Sorry. She delivered the card alone and the caramel cadbury's caramel cadbury's caramel bunny was the palliative nurse lady annie yeah and she gaily left helen in charge of rob she did say oh miles will be here soon obviously he wasn't in the end he was miles away <laughs> but would a nurse do that just like does she know the backstory? She thinks it's a loved one, doesn't she? I don't know, but I, I'm still a bit baffled by this because he's clearly very much in the latter stages. Why is he in his flat? He didn't want to go into a hospice. He refused, and I guess he has that right. But would you not be in a hospital? Stretched NHS, mate. I think mm. that's what they're they're hinting at. Although this is the BBC, so I'm surprised they haven't got Rob in a gold-plated NHS <laughs> ward with 10 doctors waiting on him. But like if Helen had won, uh, just walked out, he'd, he'd say he would be left there totally on his own without any medical assistance. And Good question. I mean, I tell you what, Miles got me twice. He got me on the first episode listen mm. on Monday and he got me on the re-listen. Both times I thought it was Rob calling. Yeah. Oh, you answered, Helen. Oh, I didn't think you would. It was that bit, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought, oh, God, that's Rob. And it I've was. never heard anyone say fine so many times. <laughs> you know, just a question. But here's the thing, like mm. we've said before about Miles, like as intense, not as nasty as his brother. But then you get through to his answer machine, he's like, hey, you're through yeah. to Miles. I'm sorry I can't take your call, but I will be back in touch with you as soon as is humanely possible. <laughs> take care now. <laughs> I'm going to add some kind of bossa nova under yeah. that. <laughs> but it's just like. It's like, is that the same guy? Yeah. Did he record that message 20 years ago when he was at a festival or something or in Ibiza? And he, and he was really pushing Helen, wasn't he? Sort of going, you can't let him down. You, you've you promised now. You've got to, and it's got to be tomorrow. Mm, I wonder, like, so Jack was taken along, wasn't he? He was, and then decided I can't do it out in the car. What on earth is going through his mind? What was he told, I wonder? You know, by Helen, we're going to take somewhere to meet a man that you can't remember ever having met before, who's actually your dad. But it's trickled down, hasn't it, all this information to him? Yeah. So he knows that this guy is, is his dad, and then he's had this fight with Henry about it. And he, like, we speculated last week, how old was he? And we said, well, it was you know, Helen prison era. So he's seven, seven years old. Yeah. When I think about the seven year, I'm, I, I rarely teach that age of kids, mm. but thinking about their, what their level of comprehension would be mm. about that. I just mm. think um, very believable that he froze on the way in yes. and panicked 100%. Yeah. I thought Helen did, was doing, trying to do the best she could under the circumstances. She was completely lost. Mm. Is a little bit of there's too, well, too many variables where things are out of my control. I can't control my son's emotions. Like, yeah, you can't control people's emotions. You shouldn't. Can you? Yeah. That's not what that's all about. Great acting on the part of Louise, I thought, throughout yeah. the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I think she's in, a, she's in a tough spot. And I don't really think that she's done anything wrong taking him there. I just 
think eventually it's going to cause problems down the line, I think, isn't it? Did she need to return with the card? Could she not have just posted it through the letterbox or given it to Miles? Or That was the bit I didn't like, that she returned with the card, showed him an actual photo as well, didn't she? So she could have enclosed a photograph of him. Um, I know that was on her phone, but like, just it, it irked me that she'd put herself into that situation with him. Yeah, but it's like the thing that you leave behind, isn't it? In this case, she didn't bring something with them. And I thought, first of all, okay, what's the significance of forgetting the card? Did Helen deliberately forget it? Did she mm. say she'd brought it and then said she hadn't and made Jack think he'd forgot it? No, I don't think that was the case. I think it's just there as a means to them having this longer scene so it's not interspersed with the other things that were happening on Tuesday. Mm. And then you get this moment with her and Rob. That bit where they spoke about is when she was describing Jack to him. I mm. thought it was really moving. And then she, when she said to him, like, you wiped the smiles out of our lives. I was like, oh my God. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I was glad she said that because he kept sort of saying, come closer. I knew you would have to come back as if there was a, oh, no, there's this special bond between us. He keeps saying that, doesn't he, from time to time. Uh, so he's making out that she couldn't possibly not be with him. And she's saying, like, none of this is true. It's all in your head. And he yeah. was able to come back with, well, you're here, aren't you? Yeah. And I'm not imagining that. Yeah. He also detected Lee got the boot, didn't he? Yeah, trouble in paradise. Yes, I, I agree with you about the description of Jack not liking haircuts. I was imagining like Jack would have hair the same length as Nigel Planer in the young ones in the show. <laughs> yeah. He's tripping over it all the time. I, I really didn't like where he kept saying, come closer. Yeah, that was making me really nervous because you've got that pitter-patter yes. of the rain in the background as well, which is just yeah. adding to it. And I was like, is he going to use like the last bit of strength he's got to do something diabolical here? Mm, yeah, same. And, and in the struggle, well she's, she's going to pull out some kind of drip. I was really hoping that she'd just pull out some Cordwell cream and shove it in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be death by cheese and the cheese would gradually go down and sort of disappear and things. So no one would ever know that, that, that he was murdered. It would be, oh, he just ate some cheese. Well, it could be assisted suicide. It could be just because uh, he'd say, Helen, I can't unbear it any longer. <laughs> Is it a soft cheese? No, it's a hard cheese. No, no, hang on. Yeah, Cordwell cream. Cordwell cream is a hard cheese, isn't it? That's, oh, is uh, it? That's Celia Sparrow's cheese. What would Helen be doing with that? Oh, shit. Be sterling gold, now called Grey Gables gold or whatever the bloody hell they've renamed it. They mm. rename it for every special occasion. Yeah. Be like, you know, Rob's thorax gold. <laughs> Killer gold. One thing that helped, that perked Rob up before the end was at least his dad came to visit. Oh, yeah. He was dissing his dad. He was dissing Miles, wasn't he? Yeah, he even forgot the name of Lakey Hill. It's a clear yeah. sign of being close to the end, isn't it? <laughs> but when he said, "You can, this is no way to live, you know, I can't move and you could end it all for me, get the pillow. I hadn't thought he would say that. Mm. Had, had you, you had predicted, you had thought of it, it crossed your mind then prior to him saying it. But I thought it could be, you know, like this moment where she'd just be applying the pillow. Mm. And Miles, who had broken Walk. down the motorway, was walking in with a copper who'd given him a lift. And it was like, Helen would just have the pillow over Rob's head. And, and Rob would just... be going, get her off me. Yeah. What's she doing? <laughs> Help. 
I mean, that's a that's a life stretch, isn't it? Because she's got previous. Yeah. Wouldn't that be unbelievable if the last thing that happens is that Helen gets nabbed for assisted... For murdering. Yeah, for assisted suicide or murder. Well, well it hasn't finished we, when we listen to Fridays. Yeah, we're going to sound like is... right pricks if we're, spo- <laughs> if we're speculating. But maybe that, that is what's going to happen. Yeah, anyone listening to this is like, that, that bloody happened. What are you talking about, you wankers? <laughs> We will see. We shall see. Is that our cue to have a little, to disappear into the night and then come back tomorrow and discuss Friday and all the other bits? I think it might be, yeah. All right, that sounds good. Hopefully there'll be no Harry Chilcott on Friday. I rather feel that they should say tonight's challenging episode of The Archers before every episode of The Archers. Yeah, well, they said it the night before and then on this one they said that it would have terrifying consequences and the only terrifying consequence that seemed to happen due to her actions was that she had a fish finger button <laughs> yeah i was Which expecting... I'm quite partial to <laughs> no me too i think i have at least one of those a fortnight i'm a a batter fish finger man not a breadcrumb Ah, see, yeah, they can be good, those, but when they're not good, they're terrible. Uh, you've got to go for the Captain Birdseye, or Igloo, as it's known here. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Mayonnaise as well. Oh, uh, tartar sauce or a bit of piri-piri. And this is going to okay. upset the purists, but a, a little slab of Edam, a little slice of Edam as well. Ugh. Do you want to f***ing go some? <laughs> yes! Go on, do it now. Finish it now, Kerry. Uh, slice of Edam on a fish finger, you heathen. Okay, that was very, very I mean, nicely cleaned up at the last minute there. Yeah, I know you've got culinary background, but... Well, they absolutely yeah. say you should not mix fish and cheese. It's like the golden rule. So every risotto has parmesan in it or some cheese in it, but not a fish risotto. Like You never yeah, go anywhere near it. Cod Mornay? Well, Cod Mornay, yeah. That's good with cheese somehow. Yeah, so weird. And the, the bacalao here, the, the, the quenelled codfish, that comes with like a creamy cheese sauce, like a, almost like a fondue type thing going on over the top of it. Speaking of Portuguese food, I've just about recovered from my lunch, Kerry. Well, I saw your lunch. It looked absolutely divine. You sent me a pic- no, little video of a pint of Superbock. It wasn't quite a pint. It was like a schooner. It was about Ah. a third third of a pint. Oh, maybe it was the angle. It looked like a pint. And then the dish of food next to it. What are they called, those? It was a Francesinha. That's it. Which means little French, little Frenchy. Sort of swimming in cheesy, saucy stuff, isn't it? Well, the sauce is made from, it's basically a tomato-based sauce that's made with tomato, piri-piri and beer. And a little bit of port splashed ah. in. So it's a very healthy dish, Kerry. I'm sure you're getting the the feel mm. of it. Cheesiness and meat inside, yeah. Yeah, once you start, you know, you just you're in for the long haul. And mm. uh, yeah. I made a point of walking to that cafe and walking back to kind of feel like I'd done some kind of effort. But, uh, well done. Anyone who's on the Cider Shed Instagram can see that. It's in my stories with uh, Heaven is a place on earth playing in the background. Oh. <laughs> Um, but anyway yeah, anyway i mean yes. so yeah fish finger sal- i was expecting uh, i was expecting pat to go for god's sake have you not got any goujons <laughs> joy is such a delight though isn't she uh, i was a bit worried that she wasn't gonna tell pat at all 
Were you? As Pat said, um, you're a hopeless liar, Joy. Yeah. Felt she had like loads of stuff written across her hand, like, don't tell Pat I'm with Rob. Joy's got like dark glasses on and a sort of muffler around her face, hiding her facial expressions. <laughs> was it a bit of a damp squib for you? Yeah, it bit? was, except I, yeah. I did like the exchange, but I really thought they could have gone somewhere shocking with it. But in the end, the ultimate yeah. power was she was able to just walk away. And it was, him. but she did. But there wasn't enough of an impact of that. And and in some ways, I think the mentioning of the fish finger butty was quite clever because it's like life goes on, little normal things are happening, and in that room, a monster is dying. It it, it kind of um, nicely highlighted that, didn't it? Yeah. Um, this is our kind of Friday pop in after recording on a Thursday. Yeah. And it is quite a hard episode to review mm. isn't it it's a it's i would like to listen to this one and back to back the one where she first met him in the cafe when he made his comeback oh yeah that'd be an yeah. interesting exchange he turned at one point didn't he and said you bitch i got I got to say not that bit but some of his other criticism of helen i was like uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i i just i wanted her to say more things to him about how horrific he is and was and and actually sort of rejoice strut about the room showing him how super confident she is now and she's really looking forward to life for years ahead of her i think that's because i i'm a bit evil but <laughs> her and kirsty did do that flamenco thing a little while back she could have just done that couldn't she started doing that yeah, yeah. I also hoped that instead of a pillow that she'd use a flying flying a frying pan so you'd hear a sort of clonk <laughs> and then she'd walk out singing or something. Did she pick the pillow up at some point and almost tease him that she was going to do it? It seemed that she did, didn't she? Because he was like, okay. Yeah, cuz yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good girl, which is never a good. Mm. Oh, thing. no, good girl. That ne that's never a good thing to say, is it? Not really, no. Well, it depends. depends on the context, I guess. Yeah, you can. If you're being filthy, you probably could, couldn't you? Uh, welcome to the. Uh... <laughs> What's this one called? We've had tube chat, cheese chat, um... uh, filth chat. Welcome to filth chat. You're all good girls and boys in my book. Filth finger butty. Oof. I'm a little challenged on on this challenging episode. I don't know. I think I've been building up and up and up. So is he dead now or what? Is that it? Is is that him gone? Yeah, I think he's gone. That's the end of it. But it's, it's, it's unsatisfactory. Yeah, we've been deprived of our Dr Pepper moment with Helen smothering him when the whole family arrive. Yeah, even if it had been Pat arriving, which would have had no dire consequences for Helen, but for her to witness that she was about to. or I, I get that, you know, her control is back because she's saying, no, I'm not going to do the thing that you want me to, even though he was really winding her up to the point where she might well have felt like doing it because he's bloody annoying. Um, when the door clicked and she went, he would have been like, <laughs> and then been like, oh, okay, and then just sat up, got a kebab out of the drawer and put on the TV and watched Family Fortunes. <laughs> yes, that would have been good. Or if he's recorded everything and he's going to edit it to make it sound like, she offed him, and as he feels himself going, he's going to pull the pillow over his face. 
You could do that, Matthew, with your editing skills. I could, but I'm not going to. No, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a busy weekend, Ed. Yeah, I have. No, some of the lines in there, some of the the script I thought was very good. That bit where she said, is there anything you want to say? I thought Mm. that was very powerful. Yeah. He was quite convinced that she'd planned the whole thing as well. Yeah. I liked it when she said that he reminded her of his father. That was good. Bridge Farm brings you Cheese Billows. May I know a lot about cheese. If someone has been upsetting you, that is a disgrace. Cheese Pillows can solve all of your problems. Simply pop along to Bridge Farm, get a cheese pillow, pop it on their face. Anyone interested in some pork markets? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, Kerry, I mentioned it before. Uh, Our Instagram is at the Cider Shed Pod. Go there, see your reviews put up on the page, see my lunch. Uh, I did quite enjoy uh, Susie Riddell's stories, which she's reposted of the, uh, it's her, Emma, Jolene, Lillian and it's Justin. Chap, wasn't yeah, it's Justin, yeah. isn't it? I think judging the, the bake-off cakes for children in need. That was all, that all looked uh, a lot of fun. So yeah, we're at the Cider Shed pod on Instagram. Go check out our stories. See my friend Cezinha. Um, that's the same as the Twitter, isn't it, Kerry? That place which we do not call X. We do not, no. Uh, yeah, at the Side Shed Pod, come along there, give us a follow, give me a tweet, DM me if you like about anything. It's open season. Now, I've said that I post the reviews on Instagram, and, I mean, we've got a big <laughs> backlog of those to post, but, Kerry, any reviews yeah. this week? No, Matthew. <gasps> Nobody th- has reviewed us. Shocking. Mm. I know that some people have messaged to say they weren't entirely sure how to post if you're not an apple user is there an apple podcasts app that you can download and use on android oh i don't know about that because everyone seems to say that but uh i guess you know it's that whole kind of steve jobs is still haunting us from beyond the grave preventing the listeners from leaving reviews but anyway i mean we can't complain we get lots and lots of lovely reviews but um if you fancy writing more that's great those who haven't I'm not saying go <laughs> yeah. and create, don't go and create a fake account and write loads of reviews because that tends to be quite plainly obvious when people have done that. Yeah, it does. And we're not going to write them about our own podcast because no. that too is plainly obvious. Yeah. Another way you can support us is on Patreon where you get midweek specials and you get the episode early and ad-free. You get our silly ads, but you don't get those annoying regular ones. Someone who got in touch on our patreon was caroline godkin and she Mm -hmm. said hello wonderful people of the cider shed thanks as always for the bloody brilliant podcast one of my immediate listens as soon as the episode drops one thing that bothered me about the jazza storyline 
Doesn't he have a brain injury from the overdose when he was in Dross? Isn't that one of the reasons the band broke up, because he couldn't remember the lyrics? I really felt that the new storyline was going to explore brain injury rehabilitation rather than, my hands are too big to type. (laughs) Yes, that's (laughs) Um, what triggered that comment, wasn't it, I guess? Yeah. Anyhow, I just realised that my brain decided to store that piece of information from a storyline in the archers from 20 years ago, but has binned off actual useful information like where my keys are. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being some of the very small number in the world whose brain might work in the same way. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to recall this, weren't we? You, mm. Someone else got in touch, didn't they? Was it a doctor? Yeah, it was Eric Rose, who is at Dr Angry on Twitter, had also made the same comment. Everyone seems to have forgotten that Jazza was brain damaged after a drug taking episode, which also left Ed in a coma. And a couple of people going, oh, when was that? And he has been listening so long, he couldn't quite remember when it was. Maybe that is why he can't spell or use a keyboard. Now, being a very confused person, I said we would do football first and Patreon last. I've gone and done Patreon, haven't I? (laughs) So if you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. Become a member at any level and really, really helps us out. You'll be helping Kerry get a new mic. (laughs) Yeah, that's a boring thing to have to spend it, money on. It is, isn't it? But you know, it all honest. you know, there are costs involved with running the thing, and you yeah. know, like those ad, those silly ads and those jingles and things. They take time, so you know, we're grateful mm. for all the help we get. Um, and uh, we've got a new patron this week, and we've veered into, we've got the the glitterati are now supporting the pod, Kerry. Oh, yeah. Who who is it? Nadine Dorries. Oh, <laughs> glitter art. Well, she does glitter a bit, doesn't she? After a couple of gins. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah, Nadine Dorries, um, whose profile picture is that kind of, that image of her kind of growling at the reporter mm. that's very, very popular on social media. So thanks, Nadine. Obviously, she's got a bit more free time now doing a book mm. tour. Uh, she made one comment on last week's episode Nadine Dory said, I think Helen is the best. She's an inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this person? I think it's Toxteth. (laughs) I think so. But uh, if it's not, so Toxteth, Nadine, um, as ever. Welcome. (laughs) The Nadine Dory's jingle is going here. Hey there, Nadine here. I cannot recommend highly enough becoming a Patreon member of the Cider Shed pod. Stick around, because next week I'll be delivering one of my trademark raps. <laughs> okay, let's have a quick look word and a quick look at our Fantasy Premier League. Okay, well, first of all, I'll start by saying that I have gone up a place to ninth. And I'll yeah, just there'll scroll be some, down There'll be some booze edited in there. Okay, fine. And you stayed where you were in 31st, Russ of the Rovers. We are a steady uh, mid-table team. We're not going to push ourselves too hard and bankrupt the club. We're not going to cause heartbreak by going down. Um, I'll do the bottom six. 40th, one-star review, Peter Ficklin. 41st, Marie's Shed. 42nd, Grundy Pants, Rob Williams. He's gone down one. Bottom three have stayed exactly where they are. 43rd, Casa Jackson. 44th, Pleasure Beach. 
Friday, 45th, for you the say. Ballad of Bowen. <laughs> and the top five in fifth place, they've gone up, is Offside. That's Anna D. Fourth place, Things Can Only Get Better, Chris Charlson. Third place, Audrey Cameron, staying at third. Second place, Max, my son, staying in second. And top is FC James, James Scott. Now, last week, we were saying, we're not sure if this James Scott person listens to the podcast. We have now been made fully aware who James Scott is in a marvellous email. So, yeah, we're absolutely delighted for him. Top of the table and... um, Keeping Kerry's son, who's also a gooner, off top spot. So, as it's also known in my neck of the woods, God's work. (sighs) Just kidding. No, you're not. (laughs) So, we know that early next week, they're going to be reflecting on the shocking events. I don't think there were, there wasn't really any shocking event, was there? No. It went off like a bloody quiet firework. It didn't laugh. I feel bereft. And fancying a fish finger salmi. Who was it on Twitter said that about putting all putting pillows over our faces? That was Eliza Bennett. Eliza Bennett said, I do have some concern that listening to the archers tonight will make us all want to put a pillow over our own faces. I feel slightly robbed of an opportunity there, but you know, mm. if you're going to bring a man like that back, we, we need some big kind of cliff top dangling yes. off the edge. We've had to endure this for weeks. Big thanks to Ed Hayworth, who posted, uh, just simply posted a photo on our Facebook of an enormous pillow made of cheese. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfection. On that note, Kerry, uh, let's go and have ourselves a a weekend. And um, Mm. no doubt we will be in each other's ear at some point in the coming days. We will indeed. Goodbye, Rob. Bye, Rob. I mean, you know, tuna tuna sandwich, maybe, but not fish fingers. <laughs> yeah, they should have gone that route. Yeah. <sighs> see, oh no, not see you next week. No. We're not here next week, um, but we're going, we're planning to drop a review kind of show of an old omnibus. Yeah, that's what we're planning. So we're going to, we'll, yeah. we'll make everyone know in advance which one it is we're listening to. And you can check that out as well via YouTube link. And uh, that's the one we'll be talking about. And I think it'll actually might be a bit of a breath of fresh air. Yes. And, uh, you know, we always make good on our promise to catch up on what we missed when one of us gets back. But yeah, Kerry's mm-hmm. away in Latvia. Cool. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. And if The Archers is anything to go by recently, people will like a little bit of a trip down memory lane, I think. Yes, a bit of a diversion. Yeah. All right, Kerry, um, let's not uh, let's not try and get it on in the closing uh, oh, credits. I was just going to say, done. love you, Matthew. All right, okay. Love you too, Kerry. <laughs> Bye. And, uh, love you, everyone. Thanks, uh, as ever, for all your support. Bye. Yeah, I think that episode kind of killed me a bit. Yeah, more more than Rob. I thought we were going to be coming in talking about something bombastic. Yeah, I know. And also, why did they big it up so much on the continuity front to make it even worse? It would be so much better if she'd have been asphyxiating him when people arrived. Yeah, and if he'd managed to asphyxiate her at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Joy just went to Pat. Fish finger butties. <laughs> uh, I think we'll leave that bit in. Yeah, okay. All, All right, right, darling. I'm going to go and watch the Big Brother final. How about that for some shite? That is big shite. It is a big fat shite. Yeah. But I'll have fun with my kids watching that. All right. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have a good weekend, lovely. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hang on.